flow coming from the rack store. Bet this back in the Mac in the back flow. Let's go, chillin' with raccoons by the back door. Take calls so you can stake more. All I wanna do is making door right. But I found this crew and doing alright. We wreck will bitch, ready to fight. So many raccoons ready for the boss life. I might fly high like a kite, right? But always ready for a shite for the right prize. Raccoon supply has the right price. Giving you respect if it's likewise. So I'm buying all the mean guys with the clean heart. Read between lies, laser bean through lean eyes. Larry or with clean lies, trash mouth, mean smile, be wise. NFT wise, fuck with these guys. It's the rack rap from the back lab. 100 NFTs in my backpack. Crazy rack rap from the stash app. Rack will take a lead in this haystack. Good morning, Rack FM. Today is Tuesday, the 9th of May, 2023, and this is your breakfast, brunch, lunch and dinner, Alpha, Omega, Crypto Show, Rack FM. Today we have a fantastic conversation with Vanessa Harris, the technology poet, and, uh, oh, if you if you listen, you can hear Bruce getting rugged. Hey, is it uh, is it good evening, Vanessa? Where you are, or uh, it's uh, the I guess the afternoon. So uh, still a few hours left. How are you all doing? Uh, all right, okay. Hey, mind it's a, it's a lovely to speak to you. Mind uh, you're a a person at the of the moment at the moment, yeah. <laughs> oh no, thank you. I, I appreciate that. Yeah, be watching the yeah, the social uh, the social commentary. Let's just check on our uh, guests, Bruce. I'm going to put a headset on there. Okay, have you got the co-host here? Hello, Bruce. No, can't, we can't hear Bruce. Uh, Vanessa, can you hear Bruce? Uh, no, I can't hear anyone except you. Yeah, Bruce, you might have to jump back out and back in, buddy. Uh, mind, I will say, Vanessa, I, I don't know how many spaces you've like been on recently. Uh, I would have caught them if I'd seen any. I will say this, it's been terrible lately, for, for right across the board for many people, yeah? Have you heard about the, the issues, yeah? Um, I, I haven't, though. It, you know, it seems like they've been bad for a while. Well, I think it's since uh, Elon took over, we saw a kind of drastic change, yeah? Uh, wow, <laughs> we've been joined by a little fanboy in the room, actually, Vanessa. Uh, we do have Mr. Finn in the room, a.k.a. Terror Spaces. One of the biggest lunatics in the industry, yeah. Hello, <laughs> hello, Finn. Good morning to you. GM fam, how are we doing today? We have Twitter issues, as per usual. Yeah, I've just got a couple of DMs from people saying that they can't even like get access to it. It's just mad, isn't it? There's no format or rules or pattern to it or anything. It's just so random, so many different devices, you know? Yeah, I mean, that's one of the issues and probably why they don't support desktop or anything they're trying to sort out their their mobile situation first i mean we've talked about this before you know a company that's had infra around for as long as twitter has and just keeps putting band-aids on shit instead of actually fixing things or like redoing things and eventually you get to this point where it's like they fix one little thing and it breaks like eight others down the line and it's just a never-ending game like it's it's tough i don't envy any of those network engineers one bit well uh vanessa you know don't don't worry we've got a record and the room will soon fill up uh it was quite a random one i think uh, just announcing it quite late last night as well i'm i'm actually on their uh, bangkok time uh, so it's like what midnight for me now, just past there. 
But you're, you're wow, the... That's dedication, i got to say. Oh, I don't stop. Finn will tell you I have zero <laughs> chill. I have zero chill, Finn, right? We don't stop. Yeah. yeah, and it's good too. We don't depend on on Twitter. I mean, we can record these wherever. It's just nice to be able to get the community to come in and interact and stuff. But I mean, we can put out shows all day from Discord or Telegram or whatever. It's just Twitter's nice because it's where everybody's at. You know, people don't want to take the time to to roll into another Discord or or a Telegram or whatever. So we kind of yeah. just make do with what we can. I've been trying to figure out how to get Twitter Spaces to connect to YouTube, so those two things go together. Um, I've been unsuccessful so far. So Joe, Joe managed to uh, Cosmos DeFi on YouTube. Uh, Joe did that last week. I was actually watching a show about a guy talking through this about uh, six weeks ago because I've been researching like live streaming and stuff. But uh, yeah, you could easily, Vanessa, drop uh, Joe uh, a DM and just say, oh, I, use, I know you use Bluestacks, uh, but I don't know what other tech he was using, you know? Okay, thank you. Now I'll I'll take a look and see uh, what's out there. Because it's nice, you know. I know some people like to type their questions; they don't want to be a kind of voice. Um, but some people like, you know, popping in and saying hi. In mind, I've got to say, you know, Vanessa, when Finn will tell you, whenever a guest comes in, and uh, maybe like we haven't kind kind of spoke to them before, uh, or particularly like kind of heard them, you know, for one reason or another, I always try to guess accents. You know, <laughs> and yours has to be literally one of the most difficult. I wouldn't even attempt it. And Finn will tell you for me, I've been like, I've guessed like people's countries with like like towns next to each other before, like in England. But like, I, I, and I've guessed like, you know, different parts of say, South Africa, Australia, but yours was a cracking accent. Well, thank you. It's but really now, that, now that you've said you're not going to guess, you have to guess. Like you've, you've Ooh, put yourself I, I, on the spot. You had a tinge, I mean, I've got to be honest, you had a tinge of like like South African or, but it wasn't that like live there kind of tinge or maybe Zimbabwean, but it was like maybe, I don't know, maybe a parent and then maybe brought up in another country or something. There's, there's definitely seems to be something there, man. But then, that, you know, that, that one can be, you can be wrong on that one sometimes. I think I'm like <laughs> two, two for three on, on that one. I think I've got two for three on that one before, but it's, it's well, a tricky I'm one, right. that. I have to say, I'm extremely impressed. Uh, I was born in Zimbabwe, and I grew up in South Africa uh, and through college, and now I'm in the U.S. So the fact that you got those two countries just blows my mind. I really thought, Zim you know something, I, I couldn't commit to Zimbabwe because I was thinking, I mean, if you go there, they're going to think you're a bit nuts. But if you include it, like, <laughs> but literally because, South well, you can really tell the difference. Really tell the difference, I think. I mean, now I'm thinking about it, I'm like, yeah, 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 of course. So you know you're living in the US, yeah? Yeah, in Texas. Oh, fantastic. Wow, Texas. I think if I lived in America, I'd only be in, like, Texas or Florida, I think, maybe. Yeah, great places. I highly recommend Texas and Florida to everyone. Both great places. Is it there? Have you been Have you been to Austin here? Like, Austin's proper kicking off. It's supposed to be amazing, isn't it? Yeah, it's got, you know, lots of good music scene up in Austin, if you're into that. Um, yeah, it's a good place. We're a little bit away from Austin's, but uh, have visited there every now and again. I have to ask this question, and you know I'm going to ask it, don't you? I can't help myself. Do you have guns? Do you, I'm a bit of a pikey. Do, do, you, do, you, have, do you have guns? Do you have guns? Um, well, I'm not going to disclose how many, except to say it's uh, more than one and less than 100, somewhere between there. Oh, I well, told you, she, we I told you she, 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 she
we should let our, our foreign friend Robo here know that when you get your American passport, they give you an option of a nine millimeter or a 45. And then you, you get to go on and build your arsenal from there. It's very American. Yeah, I will say, you know, if you, if you want an AR-15, it's a little bit extra that you have to spend. So most people just opt for, as you say, the, the 9 mil. So I told you guys, I told you she would be a cracking guest, man. I warned you all. So, Vanessa, <laughs> I, would, I, would like you, I would like you to meet the team because we're a cracking team as well. And your woman's jumped in. I know you've just met Finn. He's obviously infamous already. But here's our B-Bands, the, the queen of the show. Oh, she throws down. Hello, B-Bands. Hello. Good afternoon, everybody. Hey, good to meet you. Oh, I'm sorry. My dogs are being obnoxious right now. Sorry. I'm... Ah, shut up. <laughs> what, kind <of> dogs, <laughs> what kind of dogs do you have? I have an English bulldog and like a hundred pound chocolate lab. <laughs> <laughs> That's quite the range. We've got two golden retrievers, so definitely dog people in our family. Okay, hey, I, I got to bounce. I just wanted to hop in and say hi. I got to take the kiddo to the park for a little bit, some outside time. But you guys have a good show, and we'll have the recording up on rackfm.org. Much love, you Awesome. Thank you. Take, take care, Finn. Take care. Yeah, so B-Bands, oh, she's been going mental lately with all sorts of projects and everything. She's kicking right off. And we also, uh, Vanessa, have our uh, guy in Copenhagen here, Mr. Bacon, uh, Mr. Butter. Hello, Bruce. Would you like to say hello there? I'm just finishing my dinner. But yeah, hello. Welcome. Good evening. And I just want to like to thank everybody for coming. <laughs> hey, Bruce. Hey, Vanessa. I've been, uh, I've been looking at your career the last couple of hours, snooping around in your <laughs> online public information. Uh-oh. Quite impressive. Really impressive. No, thank you. <laughs> A couple of hours. Now, now I feel fully investigated. That didn't sound ominous at all, did no, it, Bruce? That's like, no, he's saying a couple hours, but he's been stalking you for days now. Um, <laughs> Bruce likes older women. You might be too young for him, so don't worry, Vanessa. You're in a safe place, okay? <laughs> <laughs> well, see, we only have a conversation about how many guns we have. I, I feel very safe. <laughs> oh, thank and you for that, b -Benz. I really needed that. That was just... <laughs> You know, you never get tired of getting thrown under a bus, right? Listen, you guys can, you know, I mean, it's like it's on recording. It's not it's not hidden information. I just want her to know this was a safe place, Vanessa, a very safe Thank place. You. No, I appreciate <laughs> unless, that. unless your name is Bruce, then it's very unsafe to be me. Well, there's a, there's a reason for that. This is like the third space in a row or something where you've come on eating. And I mean, this is like the professional ones. I'm not talking about the idiotic ones that we have. You're welcome to do what you want. But, you, dude, we had the Stargears launch. I apologize. I didn't mean to be silly. <laughs> <laughs> you can't do anything wrong here, Pubes. I'm the wrongdoer. Have you not, have you not line, heard? lady. Have you not heard Finn going at him, going at Bruce for coming on the spaces, eating? He's actually on the recording like Finn, like, oh, yeah, Bruce, coming on the spaces, eating again, are you? I woke up to a clip of me eating and talking on the space posted in our group chat. While with the text underneath, I love, I love the sound of Bruce stuffing his little fat face. 
Right, bro, we're 20 minutes in. 20 minutes in, can we get the business? Because we have got an audience and you know what Finn's like. If he was here, he'd be like, come on, hey, you, you, you started to introduce me, man. You brought this upon the space yourself. You've, you've done all the two hours research. Man, you should have probably just said, hey, B-Bear, this is a serious show. I've been like, oh, okay. I, would, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't have been playing around. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only joking, man. B-Bands, you've just missed me, like, kind of, like, not guessing, like, Vanessa's accent, but goddamn, I was, like, pretty... I mean, I got the. I was like, I was trying to guess her accent too, but I was wrong. It's like, what do Welsh people sound like? I don't know. Maybe she's Welsh. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I do have to give you some credit as as well. Uh, My ancestors come from Wales. um, You both have got uh, pretty good with accents. Uh, Oh, B-Bands can like guess like uh, like guess like like what people are eating in that like over the air like when you can't even. Just guess like what I exactly what I was eating to a tea about three times. And what do you do, B bands? You guess like when you meet people in real life, you can guess their age and guess their weight and you're pretty yeah, right. Their like, age, weight, and height, but I stopped doing the weight thing because some women were getting upset with me. So I just kind of like chilled with that. I'm like, I can guess your height if you want. And they're like, No, you can't. I'm like, Yeah, I can. And then I get within like a, a an inch or exact. I was like, I, I think I'm do gonna wait, but I don't think you want me to do that. But I have I'm to be gonna take a pass on, on the height and weight, but thank you. <laughs> were you were you in were you in NFT? Age. I can do age too. Were you in uh, NYT uh, NYC NFT, Vanessa, were you or not? No, I wasn't. I wasn't. Good job, because you might have bumped into like B-Bands and then we might have had an issue on this spaces, you know, if she'd got stuff wrong. <laughs> Would have been like, oh, <laughs> awkward much. <laughs> uh, right, Vanessa, come on, let's get out of business, because we always appreciate it. Like, we love smack talk, shit talk, but, you know, we've got your on here, and it's a privilege, like, privilege and an honour, I must say, mind, I'm, I'm dead excited. Uh, you're the second uh, member of the Senate that we've had on. And uh, it's quite an the Senate's quite an intriguing one, you know. Like, you know, the very sound of the word Senate kind of has like political vibes a little bit, you know. So it's always one that people like you're not going to talk about. But uh, what made you kind of like go for that, or did you get prompted into doing it? Yeah, it was kind of interesting. So you know, I've been out watching Kajira for a little while since the you know the, the terror crash a, a year ago, and was just been very impressed at how they. You know, one kind of rose from the ashes. I, I imagine that the team went through quite a few body blows with everything that happened. But of all the teams, they they jumped, I think it was a few weeks later, and they were back and they were building. Um, and how they treated their community was just, just something special. Uh, you know, giving people uh, access to the tokens that, that they had and being able to convert them over into the, the, the new chain. And the vision that they had of, uh, you know, really doing things a little bit different than I think the rest of the DGN crowd are doing, uh, being more focused on kind of grown-up DeFi, uh, building in real yield, which, you know, since then has become kind of the meta. If you look at GMX or Camelot and various other DEXs kind of across the different ecosystems. Um, and so, you know, kind of all of that there, I thought, gosh, here's a, a product that's uh, really trying to do things differently, that's trying to take all the good things about decentralized finance, you know, this idea that it is decentralized and permissionless and accessible to everyone and packaging it in a way that it can be sustainable, it can be a real business. Um, and so I was actually prompted by, I think it was Kuji Perugi to say, uh, hey, you know, come and come and apply for the Senate, give it, give it a shot. 
um, because I've been talking a lot about Kajira on my YouTube channel, just, you know, impressed with what, what the experience was like from someone who was using it from, from a DJ and using a tool. Um, and yeah, so I, I decided would like to contribute a little bit more, uh, have some time on my hands right now. And so being part of the Senate was a way to contribute to uh, something that I thought was kind of a good, uh, in the crypto world and to, to raise projects that are, uh, you know, not trying to scam people, but really trying to bring tools and products out there that are useful. And do you have like uh, much interaction? Because I went, I mean, when we spoke to Ryan, I think this was like back in January, uh, not long after its inception, you know. So do you have like a, a much kind of like, like talk and collaboration? Like, because I'm only mentioning this on like things like the uh, sub DAOs that they've got on uh, Juno. I know that the people like the delegation sub there, like they just didn't even talk to each other for like six months. A few, a couple of people tried, but <laughs> just getting ignored. What's it kind? Is is it being frustrating at times, or is it pretty cool? Yeah, so we definitely have more interaction than, than that. Um, so to, to give folks a, a sense who may not be familiar with the Kajira Senate, right? So the, the Senate was initially set up to be able to manage the grant applications for the community fund uh, and to help kind of grow the ecosystem by, by giving out those grants, by vetting people who apply for grants. Um, and one of the things that we did very early on was start off with, okay, great. So that's a very high level um, kind of mission that the Senate has, but we created a constitution for, for the Senate, essentially uh, a way of governing how the current Senate works and how future Senates will work. Uh, so really like leaning into this growing up governance. Uh, the Senate itself meets at least once a week, sometimes more often. We have a pretty active kind of private telegram channel where we uh, kind of work on uh, different aspects together. And then we also have public communications through Twitter and through the Discord that we, we have available uh, in the Kajira Discord. And I'd say, uh, you know, largely if you bring any group of nine people together from different backgrounds and different places in the world, uh, there's going to be uh, a time of like learning each other, learning how to work together, learning everyone's personalities. And so I'd say we've got a good way through a lot of that. And we're, we're kind of moving to the point now where I think as a team, we're actually being quite effective and we're able to bring a lot of different perspectives. So we have, you know, for example, Vlad on, on the team, he's got a really good technical perspective. Uh, we've got other folks who have uh, ecosystem perspective, you know, whether it's from Luna or from Cosmos. And so I think just as a team, we're starting to work a lot better together. Oh, I hope uh, I hope your man Highlander catches this uh, replay. <laughs> B-Bands. Imagine the smell, Bruce. Imagine Highlander listening. They do what? They meet once a week? Oh, my God, I'm going to have to work for a living. No, man, I'm only joking. Sorry, Highlander. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we'll, we'll get round to Juno, uh, Vanessa, in a, in a moment. I have no doubt about that. Uh, I mean, you know, we, we have talked about the Senate a lot, and it's lovely to get your, like, opinion and your vibe about it and stuff like that. That's great. So it's not like the kind of Senate you see on, like, Star Wars, for example, right? Pretty cool place, yeah? I mean, not yet. Um, well, it's, <laughs> no, it's, it's pretty chill. I think, uh, you know, so far we've only had a few grant applications come through, and it, I think it gets a little more contentious uh, once, uh, you know, Kajira gains more traction, uh, once the community fund is actually, you know, we've got a fair size right now, but you can imagine in, in the future that could be a lot larger as the, the ecosystem grows. And so then I think there's something we need to be prepared for is that things could get potentially a lot more political. Right, it is a Senate. We are there is money involved, uh, and so that could be something that we just need to be aware of. But it's a you know baby steps right now. Well, Ryan's all right. He doesn't need any money uh, at the minute, does he, or anyway? 
<laughs> well, he's got he, how much roar? A hundred billion roar or something? Oh, he's worked. He's working for free for the Senate for the rest of his life. Him would be donating anything to charity. That kid, I tell you. Has the has the success gone to his head? Do you think? I mean, I, you know, I'm, I'm joking, Vanessa. I'm only joking. I'm only joking. He's in my DMs this morning saying, "Oh, I've woken up and chosen violence. I blame you." He's going after <laughs> new. He's going after neutron, isn't he? I mean, now the props passed, and you know, with like, I mean, neutron, noble, ICS, you know, ICA, Vanessa. I mean, are we living a pipe dream? Is things like Celestia and uh, just consumer chains? And uh, mesh security the way forward, or what? I mean, I don't think anyone knows. And then you know, Jay's releasing all the stuff yesterday about the licensing and everything, or whenever it was two days ago. It's, it's going a bit crazy. Uh, Vanessa, I struggle with everything that's going on. Can you make some sense of it for me? What do you think? Uh, I mean, I can't make more sense of it other than humans are going to do human things. Um, I think the the biggest cha- the biggest blessing we have in Cosmos is that there are so many decentralized tools. So governance on on the Cosmos Hub, for example, is decentralized. We get into a lot of fights in various different places about how it should be allocated and what should pass. I think that's healthy. A lot of chains haven't even got to the point where people have a voice like this. They're just dependent on you know some group on high who owns the multisig to make all the changes, and they just have to live with it. So one, I think it's healthy where we are. And I think we just have to learn to work together. And we have a lot of different perspectives. This was very evident in Prop 82, uh, where you had uh, you know, some people very strongly against it, some people very strongly in support of it. And you know, we're slowly working through that. And, and I think a good thing that came out of there was like, let's take it issue by issue. Uh, one of the biggest challenges I see in uh, traditional politics is we try and lump everything together. Rather than saying, okay, here's an issue, let's talk about the issue, let's resolve what should happen there. Um, I, I do think that there's a longer term a, a need to drive value to the Cosmos Hub more than is currently. So I'm, I'm happy to see the, the work that's happening with replicated security and uh, you know, with, with various other chains kind of taking advantage of that. Uh, whether that'll be the solution we ultimately end up with in a year from now, uh, who knows? I think it's anyone's game. All the big brains are saying, like, we're going to need some kind of mad, like, hybrid solution, you know, with integer accounts and mesh, et cetera, et cetera. I tell you what, Vanessa, on that point, though, like, how much of your time is actually spent, say, you're looking, looking at researching on, say, like, the Hub, for example, or, or I, I don't really focus on just Cosmos Hub, like, that. I call it IBC, obviously, you know, but that's just the way I think of it. But, like, say, like, other things uh, that you might be, you know, like, how much of your time do you kind of, but Luna, I know obviously you, you were quite big on Luna. Are you still like quite big into Luna? Yeah, yeah so I'm, I'm very cross ecosystem, even across the cosmos. <clears throat> I spend, you know, a bunch of time on Polygon, on Cardano, on Arbitrum. I avoid Ethereum just because I'm not paying $100 gas fees. It's just ridiculous. It's, I hate the experience every time <laughs> I use it. So, I mean, I'm not going to- you say Arbitrum, Vanessa, I get so excited. That is like my favorite. I love Arbitrum so much. Um, and I love hearing other women who are like hanging out in the arbitrum <laughs> space. Yeah, I think they've got a lot of good tools there. And, and, and you know, you look at GMX or Camelot as some examples of DeFi experiences. Uh, they're they're really doing some interesting things, and it's accessible, right? It's not as cheap as Cosmos in terms of transactions, but it has the liquidity and it has, I think, the mind share and the funding to be able to to build awesome tools. B-Bands, Bruce, I've got a few other things. You got any questions, though? I'm not just rabbiting here. I, I, I'll, save, I'll save some of my questions for later. 
she answered my questions when she said Arbitrum. I'm like, okay, she's a true degen, true DeFi queen. I, I'm going to follow her and I'm going to find out what's going on. <laughs> yeah, no, that's the thing for me is just like learning all these ecosystems, how different spaces do things differently. Um, I think the one thing, you know, having a little bit of history in Luna, I got to see like all the awesome experiences that can be built. I'll go on and on about an, an app that I think many uh, in the community have used called uh, Alice App. Uh, which to me is like the first time that DeFi became accessible to regular users. Right? It was it was basic. It was just you know deposit your money and earn the anchor yield. But it had those tentacles that were starting to go out into the rest of the world. And I, I really feel like we're we're poorer for not having some of these apps built on Luna sticking around and kind of continuing to build. You know, uh, th this is something uh, like okay. So you might have noticed, Vanessa, that we don't ask like the same questions. That, like I was joking with you yesterday about the circuit. Uh, you know, you get this like, oh, tell us a little bit about yourself and blah, blah, blah. But actually, I'm really interested to, to know when was your like real, like fell in love moment with crypto? Because we we're, we're all in, in here talking about because we <laughs> love it. Right. But I, I know that like my moment was like a three X on, on XRP in like two days when I just first invested. And I'm like, what the hell's going on? What was your like fall in love moment? Um, so mine's a little bit different. I, I'm definitely one of those people that's more in it for the tech than the other things. Although, you know, when my bags go up, that's great. Um, it's probably early 2000s. I was doing um, kind of final years of, of college and I was starting to look into something called uh, anonymous peer-to-peer -peer digital cash. And at the time, we didn't have blockchains. We didn't have, you know, any of those cool things. But there were folks like David Charm and DigiCash that were building up systems to uh, solve with cryptographic methods, things like detecting and preventing double spending, uh, which, you know, we're all very familiar with today. But to me, back then, it was like, wow, this is a whole new thing. Um, and the thing that got me really excited was I could see this move away from having sort of physical cash into the digital realm. Uh, but there was no parallel to cash. You know, you had credit cards, you had all sorts of store value accounts that were centrally driven, but you didn't have a cash. Uh, and so this, I was intrigued by the idea of like, well, how would we create cash? And of course, it never got the full way there because even DigiCash relied on a centralized entity. But, you know, Bitcoin came around. Uh, I probably got exposed to Bitcoin 2013, 2014. And I'm a very... Um, say law-abiding person i'll put it that way and i got scared of bitcoin because of everything that was happening with silk road um i even have an old mount gox account that i was about to like jump into and do some investing and it just seemed so shady like it honestly seemed like i was interacting with a criminal underbelly of the internet i'm like well that that's not me um so unfortunately it kind of scared me away for a little bit for a little bit I, um you know i um, did some investing in 2017, just kind of buying Bitcoin and Ethereum, not really diving too much into the ecosystem. But it was really 2019 uh, when you started to see DeFi primitives getting built, whether it was Compound or, you know, eventually Aave and some of those other tools where I'm like, wow, okay, this isn't just uh, magic tokens that don't really have any reason to have value. It's actually building a new financial system. It's building a set of rails that are permissionless and decentralized and anyone can use. Uh, and a set of tools that are accessible to everyone. It's not kind of ruled by Wall Street. Like That's powerful. That is something that I'm willing to jump in and learn a little bit more about. And so, uh, you know, I'd say that was the moment I fell, fell in love with what we'd all call crypto today. Um, but my journey is kind of long in that. 
Wow, she's a right Asian, isn't she, Bay Bands? Your woman, right Asian, yeah? Goals, goals. <laughs> but like, I haven't been degening that long, so um, definitely goals. I'm, I'm, I think, I think, I think it's encouraging listening to you um, talk about the tech and talk about being excited about the technology and what it has to offer. Because a lot of times we spend more time thinking about our bags pumping and and talking about that stuff instead of talking and the next new thing instead of talking about like what's the tech behind it and like is it going to last you know yeah and I, I speak with a lot of people in the Monero community another community I love and have spent some time in and I mean their their whole focus is how can we make this anonymous anonymous digital cash something that you know remains anonymous is adopted to the point that we can get a circular economy that if the worst happens and we get to the situation where governments are tyrannical and they are doing things that we would not accept anywhere else, that there is an out, that there is a currency that you know everyone can own and, and trust that when they spend, no one's going to come back and say, why did you spend $10 on uh, that beef hamburger? You should have bought the bug burger instead. And so there's, there's a few folks like that that are really like pushing forward into what I think is part of the purpose of crypto. And obviously, Monero doesn't have a lot of DeFi on it so that's a, that's a whole other world but you know one use case let's do it let's do it well didn't i see some crazy stuff though with uh side shift and monero and uh aurora bridge right did you see that set up or not like i, I uh, haven't seen that yet no oh, so maybe something to look into that was that was a while ago wasn't it uh, I, I, that was uh, oh i'll have to go and find that uh, so, I mean, we're going to have to go there, guys, aren't we? Uh, you mentioned what you mentioned. So, what secret? I mean, Monero fork or, or what? <laughs> no, it's it's completely different uh, to, to Monero, both in terms of its cryptography. I had, um, you know, one of the folks uh, on my YouTube show a while ago from Shade Protocol, uh, and he was talking a little bit about, you know, Shade Protocol, how it interacts with Secret, the different difference between Secret and, and Monero. And I think there are, you know, very different use cases. You know, for one, we can have a discussion of proof of work versus proof of stake. I think there's interesting arguments on all sides. I tend personally to come down on the side that uh, proof of work can have a level of security beyond proof of stake because it's not just based on economic capture. There has to be some sort of physical thing that you have to interact with as well to capture the network. Um, and I also think the incentives of proof of stake uh, tend to accrue more value to people who are large holders in the beginning, whereas proof of work requires you to continue running, continue working to, to maintain that. So uh, that, that's where I'd say, you know, Monero has an edge there. But now, uh, you know, obviously on Secret Network, you can do a lot of things that you can't do on Monero. So there is DeFi, there is a lot of other aspects to it. Uh, and while the encryption, I don't think it uses uh, homomorphic encryption on secret it requires um i forget you know something to do with the, the hardware chips um and and how they're used yeah. to, to secure Co the secrets correct yeah it's got like a it's got like a secondary kind of like unit where it can kind of like store the privacy element and then like it gets deleted or something i know there's like two systems within the chip one that's like boxed off or something but that's yeah, that's yeah. the exploit isn't it didn't i mean they really did really well to cover that exploit up for as long as they did before they like spoke about it, you know, and then they had the upgrade, right? Yeah, so the biggest scary thing about all of these privacy networks is how far in the future could an exploit get found out and then the entire blockchain is exposed and what you thought was private, you know, back now in 2023 
suddenly five years from now, people can see it. So I think that's a big problem. And I think uh, one of the great folks to follow, if you haven't followed him, is uh, Speckle Privacy. Uh, he talks a lot about Bitcoin privacy and Monero privacy. And one of the places he points out that Bitcoin is superior in privacy, and it's generally it's not, but the one place it has an edge is in the ephemerality of Lightning Network. And, and the fact that those transactions and interactions just completely disappear. They're not stored forever on a blockchain that anyone can refer to a decade in the future. Oh, honestly, I mean, how would you describe yourself? I mean, like one minute you'll sound like a political like activist, the next minute you're a cryptographer, right? The next minute you're a financial expert. Like, I'm like, wow, I can't. <laughs> I, I'm a good horse, but even I'm getting a bit bold over here. Uh, Brucey, did you have did you have any? Um, I need to come back to Bruce because he might have some kind of about your career or where you worked in I don't know 1992 or something. Bruce, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So when you look when you look at Vanessa's history or career, it is very impressive and quite intimidating. Um, but yeah, I have some questions for you, Vanessa. Also about your past. Let, let's uh, let's take the past first. So. I saw that you have been working with meditation and yoga for some years. Yes, Is that correct? That's, it's been one of the biggest blessings and most consistent practices that I've had. Um, you know, I'm not always, uh, back when I was teaching yoga, it was, you know, a six, seven day a week affair. Uh, and that was basically my life. Uh, now, you know, I'm, I'm more sanguine about it, but it, it's been a, a common thread through my entire life and a great source of uh, comfort and equanimity for me. That was not supposed to be a laughing smile. That was supposed to be a heart. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so how do you? I, I practice myself, and it has changed oh. my spirituality. And meditation has changed my life, and like it's when some doors has been has been opened, they're very very hard and difficult to close again, right? Yeah, and and seeing having the ability to sit with whatever's happening. And experiencing that is is a beautiful thing, um, and and I think it, it's like you you taste uh, the stillness and the peace, and you can't always get back there, but you know it's available. Yeah, and that can be such a comfort that in just to remember that in a very stressful situation itself can be yeah. a comfort. So so that's uh, that brings me to my next question. So having this practice and having this experience. How do you see see it impact on your per, uh, professional life, and especially in Web three that is so fast paced <laughs> and maybe not disconnected, but it's so connected to a very abstract world, right? Yeah, I think there's a couple layers to that. So in general, there's the uh, startups just outside of Web three, just any tech startup has its own set of just crazy things. So I did, uh, you know, I worked at a number of Web3 startups for a few years and, and just having the uh, ability to kind of be at peace with all of that um, allows you to keep pushing where perhaps you would get overly frustrated. Not, not that I didn't get frustrated. I'm human. <laughs> Stuff like that happens. But I, I, I allow, I'm allowed to forgive myself for all of those. Um, and then in Web3, there's this whole other layer because uh, every transaction interaction involves something with money and money is very stressful. Uh, people have strong attachments to it. I think that's one thing that I was, I would say, uh, blessed to learn with the lunar collapse was this non-attachment to money. Um, so much of, of crypto is all about our bags are going up. How do we get the next 100x? Let me ape into Peppy or whatever the next, next thing is. And 
um, that's fine. And you can maintain a lot of material wealth with that. Uh, but you're creating this attachment to something that's outside of you and bringing a value into that thing that's outside of you. And, and I know, you know, very unfortunately, so many people when Luna collapsed, they made the ultimate bad decision. And because their value was tied up in that, their personal value. And, and, and so I think that's something that being able to step back from a lot of these value, adding the value into how much you have, what your bags are, the coins that you hold, and actually realize that, you know, this is just one experience of many that you'll have as a human. What a clever, clever conscious guest we have today, man. I'm so honored to be in your presence, Vanessa. This is very nice, very rare that I have an opportunity to talk about med meditation and spirituality connected to Web3 and crypto. So, Bruce, I also just put a tweet in the nest, you know, just to welcome Vanessa to the show properly. This is the one you sent me earlier. You know, you, you sent me a DM earlier with a screenshot, that anniversary. I think he's speechless, Vanessa. I think he's gone a bit quiet. He doesn't I'm know talking, what to say. Are you talking to me? Because that is just terribly <laughs> tragic and funny, man. That that's, is... that, that's what you sent. That's what you sent to the group earlier. You were like, oh, you've got to have this for the space. No, Vanessa, listen. This Somebody uh, tweeted this earlier. And uh, like the, the retweet of the, the anniversary. And I clicked in and I was like, no way. This was like real fate. I'm like, oh, my God. Uh, it was horrific for everybody. But like, like, do we like? Do you think you were like calm under pressure when shit was going down, or what? Are you that kind of person <laughs> that's calm under pressure, or what? Yeah. So let me paint a little picture of what was going on uh, for me. I, I generally, um, I maintain an uh, ex exterior calm around things, uh, but for me, I think at the time, if I remember, I was working at Celsius, and uh, you know, I was, I, I saw that it had depegged. And then I saw the, the notice from Doe come through saying, you know, deploying more capital. And I thought, okay, here's an opportunity, right? Things go up and down all the time. Um, Luna had survived an, a number of different similar incidents. It was larger, but now, you know, it did have that Bitcoin backing it. So, you know, arguably it was somewhat more secure than it was a year before. Um, so I actually started buying on the way down. Um, and uh, yeah, much to my misfortune doing that, you know, I think I was able to, to look and say, okay, well, the chance of this coming back is, uh, you know, non-zero. It's, it's reasonable and there's plans being made. Um, and then when... I think it was a, a few days later when it was very clear that, you know, it, it had bounced back up and then it had gone all the way to zero and wasn't coming back. And I remember just kind of browsing through some of the dApps. And at the time, you know, Prism Protocol was one of my favorites. I would spend a lot of time on that. And it just felt like this wasteland. And I know a lot of the people that I'd met uh, through it all, like there was just this uh, anguish, I think, uh, that, that had happened. And I, I didn't have an ability to get away with it, away from it on my job either, because I would go into work and obviously everyone where I was working was also in crypto and it would just be this, like a bomb had gone off. Um, and so it was a very, very difficult time uh, personally, just from the emotional perspective. Uh, and then ultimately, like it ended up leading to a bunch of bad things. And I, I ended up leaving my job as well then because of some of what transpired. And it was just a very, very challenging time. Um, but it happened. It's in the past. And I think everyone who's here is probably uh, stronger for that experience. Wow. The hairs on the back of my neck are standing up. That was a right moment, that big bands, wasn't it? Did you hear the emotion there? Man, that was unbelievable. Wow. Yeah. That was really, wow. Like Vanessa, you, <laughs> Vanessa, we've all been through like those things, though, you know, 
like we really have though like all of us in our like crypto life even like just what we've been like messing around with etc like we've all been wrecked and it's like i think though in the future when crypto really does have like mass adoption and there's like you know not that many like rug pulls or problems or whether it's regulated or whatever like people who've been through like the trenches like us will be the people who will like build the future you know yeah yeah absolutely and 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 there's sort of a camaraderie with people i find if if you're a lunatic and you survive that even if we never met during that time there's a shared understanding of the pain and and i think it helps draw people closer vanessa pre-crash uh what was it like hanging out well working sorry hanging out uh, working at uh, celsius like was it pretty cool in that though yeah like yeah so a good I, place to work i was um uh, group product manager for Celsius X. I'd, I'd actually just joined a, a few months before everything exploded and I, I left. But uh, it was great because we would hold um, like a DeFi DGen um, every Thursday, I think. And there was an hour where a group of the true DGens at Celsius would get together and just like talk about DGen strategies. And it was so like emotionally stimulating, intellectually stimulating. Uh, some of the, the smartest crypto folks I'd met was fantastic. Now, not everyone at the company was like a DeFi DGen. Uh, most of it was, you know, just traditional stuff, consumer apps, et cetera. But I, I think I found at least a portion of my tribe and I do keep in touch with a lot of folks that I, I, I was working with them. Um, you know, unfortunately, what happened happened, right? I, people at the top were doing things that people at the bottom were not aware of. Yeah, I mean, I've seen what's been happening with the court thing and Alex and stuff like that. But you know something, it's the same all over. Voyager, BlockFi, I mean, right. And obviously, we've even seen FTX. I mean, right across the board, it was butchered. We, I mean, that's why I think, Vanessa, a, a lot of people who went in NFTs at the right time did, like, some really good money. I was a bit late into the NFTs, you know, like, uh, like really DJing into them. It was only after the FTX crash I was like, oh, well. You know, things are not long good at the minute, so we might as well like play around with NFTs. Yeah, how how do you feel about NFTs, uh, Vanessa? Being like a like a real old schooler <laughs> with all the cryptography and everything, and obviously ordinals are causing so much trouble. So NFTs generally, and then obviously the second generation, like which is ordinals. What do you think? Yeah, so I have some thoughts on that. One, I love the technology of NFTs. This idea that you can have true digital ownership over something has so many applications that you just can't even imagine. And, and uh, you know, the application to art is interesting itself. Like, I joke about monkey JPEGs, but, you know, honestly, the, the art of today is going to look different than the art of 400 years ago. Right? We're not painting Mona Lisa's anymore. We're doing different things, and that's okay. Um, but the technology to have the digital ownership is fantastic. I went pretty deep into the NFT scene on um, Multiverse X, which is a small chain. They used to be known as Elrond. Um, I try to keep my NFT degening to a single chain. Otherwise, I'm just going to lose all my coins. Um, but it was it was great because you got to meet a lot of people, see the artists, see how they structured communities and provided value to their communities. It wasn't a lot of like, uh, you know, it wasn't the same um, price as a lot of what was on Ethereum. So the stakes weren't quite as high. So you can play around with a few hundred dollars here and there. Maybe you got lucky, maybe you didn't. Um, but I thought that was really interesting. Um, and I think that whole culture is good as it grows and the technology gains more support. Uh, one of the applications that I'm actually an, an advisor for an app called Kavari. And what they're doing is saying, okay, well, let's let's try and build a decentralized uh, video streaming service and use NFTs as kind of the, the backbone of how the content is shared and stored. So you have full ownership of your content, unlike YouTube and other places. That, that's super interesting. And I think we're just at the beginning of that. Now you asked about ordinals. 
So NFTs are great, but keep your NFTs and your monkey JPEGs away from my sound money. And I think the Monero community did this very, very well. So there was something at the time called Mordinals, and they were trying to put pictures onto Monero. And basically, they, they made a change to the amount of data that could be stored within each uh, Monero block. And it became extremely difficult to do that, and it stopped. And the reason they were acted so quickly was they're uh, actually uh, a strong detriment to privacy because now you essentially have a branding for each of those UTXOs. And so it was very critical for Monero to do this, to act quickly, and I think they did a good job. Um, I think what's happening with Bitcoin right now is extremely unfortunate. And now they're having to pivot to, well, don't actually use Bitcoin layer one, uh, use layer two, it's good for lightning and create all these narratives that weren't around uh, when uh, you know they're stepping further and further away from what is peer-to-peer -peer digital cash. And a lot of Satoshi's original vision was around that. His vision included privacy. We don't have that in Bitcoin. Um, so, you know, I think people have strayed. People use the technology. I think it's good that it's permissionless, but I think it's unfortunate what's happening. Um, can I ask a question? Sorry, no, B-Bands. B-Bands, I was just, just going to say quickly, I think she's like one of the biggest like gigabrains we've ever had on the show. My goodness me. Go on, B-Bands, sorry. So, okay, so right now they have like this Bitcoin ordinals bug. Have you heard of it? That they are, they're, they're misnumbered now because an um, ordinal was sent that didn't, a Satoshi was sent that didn't like have, it, it belonged to somebody else and it didn't have value and it got mined and it was like a zero input and output transaction. So every, um, every, after block number 788200, each one is off by one digit because it's not each um, ordinal is off by one digit. <laughs> I hadn't heard about this. Uh, sorry, um, I, I shouldn't be laughing. I'm sure people no, it is. It's funny. It's, no, it's 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 funny. It's sad, but it's all like I mean. But this all happened because the taproot upgrade. So the taproot upgrade happened. Then we were able to do the ordinals, and that's what actually allowed for this um, bug to be discovered. And then the guy who discovered the bug put the video out on and you know kind of did a copy pasta so like everybody could you know if they wanted to do it they could do it too so they would have to like wow. roll back all of their you know they have to like roll back all of the the numbering but if they do that i mean i don't know if it affects because these are supposed to be artifacts you know on the ordinal you got it you got to inscribe for this block number but now that the block numbers are off it's not the same what do you That's think? That's amazing. No, I, I didn't know that. I mean, it's it's going to be a problem, right? And um, yeah, we'll see how they they resolve that. I think you know the one good thing is that ordinals have improved the security budget of Bitcoin. I, I'm a little bit worried if you look a hundred years in the future, and they have no more emissions. How are miners going to be paid to secure the network? It, it seems like it's at some point will be an existential threat. Um, and so maybe all this degening on Mordinals and BRC20 or whatever else they're doing these days uh, is actually going to help save the Bitcoin network. Uh, but it sure doesn't feel like it's within the ethos of what Bitcoiners were talking about last year. So when talking about like the future and Web3 and the technologies, so how do you see Web3 transforming the way that we interact with the internet and like how, how it impacts the way we we think about society as a whole? Well, that's a big question. <laughs> so I think you need to start with breaking down, like what are the properties of Web3 that are interesting? 
Um, and I think there's a couple that are interesting. This this idea of true ownership um, is something that we haven't really seen in Web 2. Uh, you, you look back at, um, I forget the, the guy's name who was doing some of the original like Web 2 ideation back in the 90s. And a lot of the things that we talk about in Web 3 were actually part of the, the, web, the web ethos in Web 1. And the idea was that we would evolve, but it didn't. It got captured by large organizations who were offering better experiences. You know, Gmail is better than me rolling my own email system, uh, but at, at a cost. And so I think that true ownership, uh, whether it's of your data or uh, of your, uh, you know, digital goods, I think that's an important aspect of it. I think, you know, a couple other things that are important, uh, this idea that uh, it's all composable. So previously you could have APIs, right? Microsoft might release some APIs, uh, but some of the, the usage was gated. You relied on certain configurations and access. When everything's on the blockchain, you can do things like create money Legos and put them together. That Ethereum has done really well. And so I think the the compounding power of that composability, uh, 10 years from now, will just uh, make Web3 something that's uh, more powerful and more interconnected than Web2 could ever become. Um, I also love this idea that built into Web3 is a share in the value that's created. Unfortunately, there's enough scammers out there that use that concept to say, okay, well, the team's going to get a 20% allocation, the token's going to go up, we'll dump on retail, and we're fine. We've taken a few million dollars out of it. Um, but I think ultimately, you know, in a project where everyone's participating, uh, you get a community that's aligned with the team, a community that helps hold the team accountable, and a, a project that could succeed without, uh, without gatekeepers to its funding. So if you think about uh, VC funding today, you're going essentially hat in hand to various VC firms and saying, please give me money because I want to build this thing. And they may or may not find it interesting. In Web3, you can go to communities and say, let's do this thing together. And if enough people find it interesting, at least has a shot to being born. And so I think that's another tremendous characteristic of it. Um, I, I do think there will be attempts to capture Web3. Uh, you see this with all the conversations around the World Economic Forum and Ethereum and how engaged they are there. Uh, you see it in, I think it was Moxie had a fantastic article on how decentralized is Web3 really, where the, maybe the base protocol is, but very quickly you're using uh, things like Infura, uh, which have a sort of single point of failure. And so my hope for Web3 is that we start to remove some more of those single points of failure and decentralize the entire stack, not just the protocol level. Uh, that's where I'm most impressed with what the Solana team is doing with the Solana phone. Uh, right now, any mobile experience is gated on Google and Apple, not very kind of Web3 ethos or friendly companies. Solana phone may not be the, the most amazing phone. It, 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 you know, it's one other kind of centralized entity potentially, but at least it's built within the ethos of Web3. And so I'd love to see more of those kind of direct through the stack connections uh, which which take the notion of permissionless and decentralized and ownership all the way from the protocol up to users who actually interact with it. Wow, when that's impressive. Very impressive. It was a very big question, but Robert was just sitting there and appreciating your huge <laughs> brain, so I wanted to try um, it out. I hope it was um, okay. I'm loving the fact that Soy's come up because we have a part-time uh, part pundit, uh, Vanessa. He comes and Comes and goes when he plays. He's like the the cat, the tot, the tom cat of the neighbourhood. Hello, sir. You've joined us. Yeah, congratulations on you. Oh, where's he gone? Oh, I don't say he's dropped. He's waited all that time. Is he? Oh, is he coming back? He might come back. 
he's celebrating anyway, isn't he? He's in uh, he's in Thailand as well. Oh, here he's back. I said, so you'll be celebrating. How you doing, brother? <laughs> no, he's having connection issues. Never mind. No doubt he's on some uh, um, island. Jessa, I have a quick question. Uh, what do you think? Um, because you're you're into the tech and everything. What do you think about H bar? <laughs> I was just actually having a discussion uh, with someone uh, who's really passionate about Hedera. So, you know, a couple things. I know it's a directed acyclic graph tech, and I'm not as familiar with all the details of that. Um, I am a little concerned with how institutions seem to have primary control over the Hedera network. So it's a collaboration, I think, between 30 or 40 different institutions. Um, I think Google and IBM and a couple other ones in there. Uh, so from that perspective, it makes me weary as I look at permissionless and decentralized and, you know, actually having ownership. I'm weary of some of those companies being involved. Uh, now, that all being said, if, if they are working to build a blockchain, there is a benefit of transparency, even if it's owned by someone else. So if you can have that transparency, maybe it's not fully open, sit somewhere between a fully decentralized blockchain and maybe what you would otherwise do on, you know, Amazon AWS. But definitely not a Hedera um, expert. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I know. I, 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 I um, the, the reason I asked you was because I wasn't sure how I felt about all of these major companies kind of creating this council for themselves to be, you know, to kind of yeah. make the decisions for the direction of a Hedera hash graph. So it's more of a centralized entity than decentralized, um, even though they try to claim that. So. And, and I think there's a role for various different types and uh, scopes of decentralization. Um, so I don't think we have to be truly purist and say, oh, if, if it's not decentralized to, you know, an Nakamoto code of coefficient of 200 uh, and anyone can run a, a validator, then it's not worth even looking at. I think it's a whole spectrum. And I think we should should welcome people trying different versions and different iterations of this. I mean, I agree with that too, especially since a lot of times when things are formed, there's somebody essentially, you know, creating the framework for it. Somebody kind of making a final decision to create this order. You know what I mean? Um, and so I think that what you just said totally makes sense because you can't, I mean, how decentralized do you really want it? And I mean, is it going to help make uh, de decisions be made quickly? And is it really going to help the further, you know, further the the chain or 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 the project. So, interesting. Yeah, I think uh, you know that's that's something. Also, over time, it can change. And so, I'll look at you know, take an example of from Kajira, where right now the chain is semi permissioned. It's not fully permissionless. And one reason to do that is to actually ensure that it grows along a path that's most likely to result in success. And I think it's okay. And you might be a purist and say, well, actually, everything should be permissionless, and you shouldn't even have to go through that. That's okay, right? You can have that opinion and there's, there's blockchains that will have that kind of focus. Even as you look at, you know, Polygon and Arbitrum, they're controlled by a multisig. Um, is that good? Is that bad? Purists would say that that's bad and you should be upset about it and be worried about it. But, but they, mean, should also, they should also not be faking governance, you know? Pretending like they're putting <laughs> governance proposals <laughs> out for the decisions that have already been made. <laughs> you know, making everyone feel like this is all a joke. I don't know. But. Very, very true. And for those who, who aren't aware, I think you're referring the events to Arbitrum and their uh, governance proposal, and uh, they were wanting some tokens. And it turns out they'd already spent those tokens they were going through governance proposal for after it failed. Uh, and that's, I mean, 
just be honest with where you are and and don't try and hide the fact that you're more decentralized than than you are. I think it's very nice you use the word hide instead instead of gaslighting the whole community, but yeah. <laughs> Robo, I see your hand up. Go ahead or else I'm gonna ask another question. Oh no, I would only put you know, I would only put the hand up if it was like relevant, important, or you know, I spotted a segue. But I mean, Vanessa, uh not last week, but the week before, we did a, a five hour non-stop uh, DAO summit. It, I mean, it took part of my soul away to go for five hours. I was going from like a 10, uh, I was 9.30 until 3.30 or something, right, in the morning. And But we had some mad, like, big people on, like, really, like, gigabrains. You would have loved it. Well, it's on Spotify if you look at Rack FM or whatever you're on Google Podcasts. So, or so one, of, one of the Wait. reasons why it was five hours long was because we had so many gigabrains and the brains were so big there could only be one of them at the time in the space. Literally. <laughs> You could only get one through the door at a time because the heads were that big, right? We had to get the engineers. Shout out, Rama. We had to get the engineers to wide them up. Anyway, that. So, right, Vanessa, we, we uh, Rack FM, six of us, we've got a DAO, right? It's a, it's a simple multi-sig, right? One vote. Uh, but we're doing stuff, right? We've just actually put out a tweet, right, uh, the, last week. Saying if you want this new single, this new rap that we're releasing, that I think you heard when you came in today, we were like, put three dollars in our DAO and we'll we'll mint it and we'll send you. Never done a line of code in our life or anything like this, right? We're just absolute plebs, yeah. But DAO DAO tooling is giving people like us the ability to create a business because not only did we get 25 pre-registrations, uh, we also uh, bulk minted them out and sent them to everybody. Then we're getting tweet outs today. Jake Hartnell, who's on the tracks, like, what the what the fuck? This is brilliant. Like, did did anybody see? Can I just say, did anybody see Jake Hartnell? Give us an emoji in the air space if you saw Jake Hartnell's comments today. He heard the track for the first time on uh, IBC Mafia's uh, page, Mr. Fox. Man, that was class. Did you see a B bands on it? So anyway, get back to the point. I just kind of wanted like, <laughs> I feel like Vanessa. I mean. I have to say something. So that five hour space is also due to like Robo was patiently waiting for like one of his guests of honor. Like he was waiting for this person to come onto the space. And um, like, I feel like that is wow. something that not a lot of people would do, but like mm. Robo was so dedicated that he sat there and he, he was like wow. waiting. And I thought like, wow, thanks, man. I appreciate that. Wow. Even though, like, I wouldn't have waited, you know, but. <laughs> wow. I mean, no doubt, no doubt summit. I mean, we've been, so Vanessa, just to give you some context, this was the third summit in a row. Uh, the first one that we did that we had, like, API 3 on, we had uh, NOIS or noise, whatever whatever you call them. We had our devs on, who obviously randomness guys. It was amazing. We had the second one, LSD summit, with, like, what well, everybody was loaded, right? like Quicksilver, Persistence, Liquid, everybody. So, like, this one was the next, like, evolution of it. The fifth one is actually going to be anonymity. Uh, so I don't know if you want to come on that one from, like, a Monero side. That would be fantastic if you would join that. Like, we're going to have some, like, big brains on. Some people from Dia Oracle, uh, Secret Guys, like, quite a few. Uh, you should come on that. That'll be – we'll probably be planning that for, like, maybe not next week, but the week after or something, the anonymity 
from it. Yeah, send me an invite if I'm if I'm free. I'll do it. I'm definitely not, you know, as up on all the the tech as the folks from Secret, for example, or you know, there are Monero developers that know a lot more than I do. But happy to be on and and, and chat if I'm free. Oh, amazing! Absolutely amazing. And so let's get back to the topic. But right now, so like I was saying, we've created this little business. You know, we've honoured the pre-registrations. We've got proof of concept, proof of honesty, proof of reputation. We're doing what we're saying. How do you think this is like empowering like the, the next generation? I mean, I'm 40 something and this is like empowering a guy that's never been involved in tech in his life, never seen a line of code. And now I'm like doing JSON files and a bulk minting. I mean, where where does this end or does it not? I mean, I think you've got the direction of it getting easier and easier and more accessible for more people. Um, I was just having a discussion with someone today on Twitter about, you know, should scam tokens be available on DEXs? And my perspective is very much the, the more that you lean into every app being fully permissionless and just a wild west, the more difficult it becomes for regular folks to actually engage in the decentralized systems. Um, and and I think if we require everyone to have a deep understanding of the full blockchain and to do full investigations, just to be safe, just to have that basic like Maslow's hierarchy, first level safety, uh, then uh, we're, we're going to fail. Um, and, and I love that you've had that experience of here's some tools that are accessible enough for you to, to jump in and start learning. And oh, then they encourage you to learn even more. And so at some point you grow that expertise, but you don't have to have all that expertise before even starting. Um, and so I think that's 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 real important. And I see. Um, oh, Vanessa, time... Vanessa, you know, I'm not joking to you very quickly. It, it, I messed up the code and it took me 48 hours to be able to correct it. And uh, like people were waiting on me. My life was in the bin, but I did it. And I did it single-handedly. I didn't Good ask job. for help. Right? I didn't ask for help. And I'm like, I mean, uh, I don't even know what language it is. Isn't it? Is it Python, not the script that they use in DowDow? Because Rust is the back-end smart contract, right? I don't know what the script is, Bruce. Is it Python that's actually written? I, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm sure it's I'm, a Python that's displayed in the uh, raw data, right? On Is it? I might be wrong. No, it's, it's, co- it's, it's Cousin wasn't. It's the Cousin wasn't. No, not that such display. No, no, no. Anyway, uh, Vanessa, yeah, we've taken up like loads of your time. Uh, we have to be very careful. We're always like on it. I've guessed it up, you know. But uh, did you say like uh, you looked at the time or something there? I thought I heard that. Oh, I, I didn't say anything. I've got a few more minutes. Um, I'm not oh. pressed for time. So. Oh, um, so- sorry. I might have misheard. Sorry, my. Oh, don't worry about that. You know, we just always have to check around the hour mark. Like, how, how are people doing? Are they okay? You know, I might have to go. Yeah, like. Sometimes, you know, people like need to run and they're like, oh, keep talking, keep talking. Uh, Vanessa, have you spoken, oh, you obviously have, uh, Dove, Dead Right Dove? He's just one of the yeah. greatest guys out there, I think. Oh, I love him. He's, he's great. We've been on a couple spaces together. And uh, yeah, no, I appreciate his passion and just the, the way I've seen him behave with integrity the last year. Uh, and that's something that's rare in this ecosystem. I know that Kajira and the team gets a lot of fad thrown at them for lots of different things. And yeah, it's a hard place to work. And for someone who seems to have uh, kind of deep emotions and feel deeply, um, just impressed that he's still kind of pushing forward. Oh, it's ridiculous. The guy's a legend, honestly. I, I, I regard him as like a real friend. Like he's always in the DMs, like about something like, imagine the smell, Robo, you know? <laughs> because uh, he was, I mean, they were under fire, right? Uh, I don't know if you know about this, uh, Vanessa, right? But this is like back in November, we've got this recorded. Yeah, it was, a, it was, this blew up. It did like a two and a half uh, thousand, uh, sorry, three and a half thousand with replays, I think. 
like on a space, this, this, I was, oh yeah, blew up from a few hundred, like literally three and a half K. And what happened was, is that Jacob came in and we absolutely quizzed him about everything, right? And like Rama confronted him and explained about how like USK is over collateralized and what was in there and like what the, where the market is, like it was embarrassing at the time, right? It was embarrassing. <laughs> What's that, Bruce? You got your hand up? What's that quickly? Yeah, I just want to ask uh, Vanessa some more questions. Mm-hmm. If it's all right with you. Okay, okay, you're cutting me off for a good reason. Then I understand that. I actually put my hand up, so you cut yourself off, Robo. <laughs> we'll, we'll, come, we'll come back to that. Crap. No, I want to say it's all right. Listen, dead right, dead right, came on after Jacob. It was unbelievable, the timing, because like, he was picking the kids up, and at the end of him, I said, Jacob's on the show, and he said, right, I'll be home in like five minutes, straight on. And as good as he were, like as good as he his word he was, but like randomly Jacob went, oh, I have to go by, and like, like he didn't obviously know or anything, right? And it was kind of mad because Jacob just jumped out as Dead Right came in, and wow, th- this is the most emotion that you'll ever hear from anyone in your life. Uh, Vanessa, I mean, it's on our page. Literally, if you go to Spotify and just click back Rack FM, if you look, you'll see uh, November. You'll see the it's, it's all titled. It had to be one of the most emotional shows I ever went through in my life. Like this guy just, and you know something though, he defended it and look at what's happened since that, like that moment when they were like, they were trying to be crushed by like Zachy Mannion and their IST. Let's let, let's be honest. There was, and Sonny, you know, I mean, Kujira were getting actually triple banged from three sides. Actually, if you want to know the truth, they, how Kujira have come out of what they've come out of is just, it's unbelievable. And now I say, like, why White Will t- taking their time and waited to kind of let Kojira take the heat, right? If you think about it. Yeah, so I have some thoughts on all of this, and I'm going to speak freely. Uh, you know, I'm very much a person who uh, appreciates multiple different ecosystems and different platforms, but I have not appreciated how people in the cosmos are like crabs in a bucket. Um, and you, you mentioned it right with, with IST and USK. Uh, you see it with Osmosis and Kojira. Um, the more we fight each other, uh, the more the other ecosystems are going to win. Uh, we, we, it's not about whether Osmosis beats Kajera. It's whether uh, Cosmos can attract more users than Ethereum. It's whether the blockchain can attract more users than traditional finance. Like those are the games. Like let's think about the games. The games aren't uh, how we can knock people down who are trying to build in the same ecosystem that we are or in the same ethos that we are. Yeah, people get annoyed with what they call the uh, the IBC cartel when when like even people like us, right? Like little projects and like we're like the people. What's been weird, uh, Vanessa, for us is like how the kind of L1s have been fighting each other, the but the DAPs built on top. Uh, and like the, the NFT collections are like like you could talk about Rack, what we've got going on with the betting thing, space skellies were all their stuff, there's JG down there, like like we're not just like people who sit on uh, sit on spaces and shit talk. You'd probably tell that the night, right? We're all involved in like projects and doing stuff. But how come that like we've been able to come together and get along and help each other out, right? But the bloody L ones haven't. And you know something? Some of the kind of L one people, you wouldn't believe this, especially in Juno, kind of pitted some of us other guys against each other in the beginning. Mm. You know that the Juno wars are oh, telling you it was not clever that stuff. 
Yeah, I'm not as familiar with that, but it, I mean, it's just not appropriate, not helpful for anyone. Um, and that's where we talk about like back into politics and human nature. Like we're building all these decentralized systems and there's still humans involved. And so we're going to have human problems, unfortunately. I'm starting to think that Juno should be, I mean, I don't know how much you like, you know about Juno, how much you're into. I'm starting to think Juno should be forked into just the Dow Dow chain, which it could be, I think, quite easily. And leave the money, be, leave the whale money behind and start again. Well, there is a product on Luna called Enterprise, uh, which does pretty much everything Dow Dow does without all of the, the the same drama. It's got different drama. It needs sub DAOs though, doesn't it? And it needs vesting contracts, and it needs like so much stuff. That's typical. Why it like wins all day long? I mean, all day long, you know. But it's just they need some more small contracts on the back end, right? <laughs> Yeah, maybe you should get Jared or someone from TFL and, you know, get them to, to need, fix all these issues. You need ranked choice voting. You need multiple choice voting. You need, like, linear vesting. You need uh, retroactive payments. I mean, there's so many things. But uh, I noticed, like, like uh, the close, some of the GitHub did in the Dowdow. So Dowdow got threatened the other week. Uh, so what they, they said that they, like, just closed down, like, the UI. Uh, but, hmm. I think I think they're a little bit looking at dead. I think Dowdow's looking at enterprise, and they're a little bit worried right now. But but on functionality, uh, other than like UI, obviously Dowdow just wins all day long. I mean, we can't, we can't do what we couldn't do on enterprise at the minute, you know. Yeah, I think it's good to have two competing products because that means as users of those products, we'll get something better. Like they'll continue to add features that's exactly why we're about to launch uh rack fm on enterprise by the way i, I don't i don't want to say that but uh, li literally literally <laughs> we had some uh, issues today but uh rack fm is coming to enterprise it's coming to enterprise actually in an interesting way jg's down there jg if you want to jump up man and speak and join in this little uh because i'll tell you what uh, this has to be in our what guys top three top top three best interviews that we've we've done and we've done oh, yeah, so 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 if I could ask my question, okay. I think go, we maybe could go, push it up ahead. to top two. Go ahead. Thank you, Robo man. So Vanessa, like, it's is it fair to say that you're someone that has worked in like traditional tech? tech? Yes, uh, many decades at Microsoft and Google. So that's that's my my background. Awesome. So someone that has worked both in traditional tech and Web three. So how do you see? the key difference between the two worlds like for example when you mentioned the web and and eth and how do you think that they will continue to evolve in relation to one another i think it's it's a challenging question because uh web 2 is going through its own moment right now uh, so you've got advertising that's cratering there's a growing awareness of privacy and how google and, and facebook have been uh, kind of using people's data uh, and advertisers are kind of right now not flush with money. So you see a lot of layoffs across big tech. I think there's going to be uh, an, an AI reckoning as well. So you look at um, OpenAI and G uh, ChatGPT and how Google is just scrambling to try and keep up. Um, you know, at some point, if you could get everything from ChatGPT, why would you go to Google? Um, and, and so I think there's, there's a lot of upheaval in the traditional business models. Uh, we're in Web3. I think we've, we've always kind of at the foundation had a community and ownership. And there's been uh, financial transactions at the core of everything that we do. And I think that's something that we'll start to see 
uh, come more and more into Web 2. It's going to be less about the product uh, is free, but actually you're the product. And it's going to be more about you're going to pay for the experiences and services that you get. And we're seeing, you know, Google kind of moving into this this direction as well and kind of offering more of those services. I think we'll, that, that will become more common that you'll pay for things. And I think it's ultimately a good thing because it means that then you are going to be the customer again. Oh, that kind of reminds me of that Google story you wrote on your LinkedIn about being the customer and paying and like it's kind of contradicting to what you're telling saying right now but a little slide um you know more about my linkedin than i do when, when I, I say this <laughs> so you should go back and check it it's, it's a funny funny little process of how how no, google was free please please challenge me uh you know if there's something i've said in the past uh and i may be contradicting it bring it up I'm happy to okay okay it. okay so 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 you just wrote this this uh, your experience with like Google, watching. yeah, I've been watching her. But yeah, you wrote this experience about using Google as a workspace, right? And how it evolved into something else, and then you start to pay for it to get extra storage, and then they had to, oh, what was it? They were going to move it into another platform or something like that, and then it didn't uh, work for you, and you had to go through customer support, and then to partnerships, and then to all these different yeah. departments yeah, so, and you never got an answer. I don't know if that's necessarily contradicting anything I said today. It's really just pointing out how inept Google support is more than anything else and how even if you wanted to pay, it's it's very, very difficult. Like I said, it's an evolution. Um, you know, a good chunk of Google's business is all coming from ads and they're just now figuring out that they also need to sell products. I mean, Google Cloud had some of the best technology for the longest time. Why was it number three behind Amazon and Microsoft for so long? It's because they haven't yet figured out, you know, how to engage with enterprises, how to charge for things properly. And they're figuring it out. They'll get there. But man, yeah, my experience here was was rough. <laughs> I'm still going through. I get an email from Google support uh, every other day saying, uh, we've escalated your case. We're working on it. Uh, you know, please be patient. You're important to us. I'm like, it's been three months. Am I that important? <laughs> Yeah, I was just about to mention that. <laughs> so, yeah. Thank you for that. that. That brings me into the next question. So talking about the challenges Web2 Web is facing, in your experience, what are some of the biggest challenges facing the Web3 industry today? And how do you think these challenges can be addressed? Yeah, so there's a few. Um, I think that the biggest one is just adoption um, and, and awareness by folks who aren't as passionate about the technology and aren't looking to speculate. And I think that's where we do ourselves a kind of a grave disservice by not focusing on the user experience of interacting. I mean, if you look at MetaMask, even just setting up a wallet, and now you've got these 12 words, uh, which if you share with anyone, you're dead. Um, that's a terrible, terrible experience. And I think the uh, you know X portal from Multiverse X does a decent job of smoothing over some of that. But I think we need more of it. We need the on-ramp into DeFi, into um, you know NFTs, into everything that Web3 offers to be as simple and seamless as going and signing up for a Gmail account and using that. And and we're we're far away from that right now. And so oh, we're, we're not, we're not, we're not going yeah. to be, oh, Robo's right, Robo's right. B-Bands, yeah. B-Bands launched something last night, right? So B-Bands, do you want to tell Vanessa about what you uh, launched? Yes, because we're all so happy for your woman, you know. She's, proper, <laughs> she's like our sister, you know, Vanessa. She's like a proper sister to us, you know. Oh, thank you, um, brother. <laughs> so check it out. 
Um, we launched uh, Straylight and myself, and Straylight is the creator of Department 77. Um, we are launching a game. It's called Maki Bomba. And right now, character creation is ready. So basically, you, you won't need a wallet, uh, a crypto wallet, or NFT, or any of those things to play. It's free to play. And what you're doing is you're, you, you select a character. And then when you get your character, this is supposed to be so that other people who aren't Web3 natives or anything, they kind of just get a little taste. You're going to get a 24-word. Um, you're going to get 24 words that you'll get to save you like you have to save it. And it's like your characters, um, all everything that has to do with your character and everything with the game is attached to that. So like, let's say you go back into the browser, it will automatically log you back in. But if you go to a different browser or you want to pull up your character on a different computer, you have your 24 words that you can use to like bring, you know, get, get your character back. And like little by little, other things are going to be rolled out, but it's just a labyrinth game that you have to go through and um, fight different people and um, different situations. And then you'll be making choices to go left or right. Um, and yeah, so I'm really excited. Uh, we have artificial intelligence also helping to build it. Right now, um, we have 27 people that went in and created characters and got their seed phrases, but I'm trying to make it more for, I'm trying to tell people who aren't web three natives, who are just like regular gamers to sign up for it. Because then like when we do introduce, you know, other things, um, you can have the choice to like, you know, Oh, I think I'm ready for a wallet. Well, you found, a, you found something that you can mint and then you, you'll know how to like essentially little by little introdu introducing it into web three. So it's almost like web four, like somewhere else. Yeah, this is great. I love the idea of kind of starting with an experience that people, it's not as serious as, as money, right? And you're not putting money in it, but you're learning about things like the, the seed phrase and you're starting to be familiar with it. I think that's a great way of approaching it from the other direction. Like rather than saying, how do we get rid of seed phrases? We could say, well, how do we give people the education so that they're comfortable using it in an environment where the stakes aren't so high? So when the stakes become high, great, you've got that experience. Sorry, I'm not trying to talk too much. This is your space. <laughs> but yeah, no. I'm very excited. About, I'm very, very excited. Um, I can't wait. Um, if you want to go and create a character, please feel free. It's free to play. It will be free to play. You'll never need to pay to play or anything but um other things will be introduced but yeah i'm just excited that's you know awesome. congratulations vanessa she never wants to shill right that's bay bands all, all over like she's like like because she thinks like you, you run your own spaces but you do you do get invited on others to talk about your project but then you like you have like these interview ones and like i know bay bands are so like humble and conscious yeah by the way tanks down there can i just shout out right guys tank for one of the best videos like he's ever done. If you haven't seen it, go and watch it. The Emporium video, Bruce, the NFT uh, marketplace that Raccoon, uh, Raccoon Corporation dropped. The Jerem keeps in Raccoon Corporation, Raccoon Corporation. He kept dropping like, he wasn't like the racks or something like <laughs> this. He's just a corporation. He kept, oh, Tank, I love you. And when he was talking about being there, uh, like colorblind and uh, the text that he's age, it's so relatable for me, like, like Tank and I, like, I'm, I think I'm a little bit older. I think he's like 42, I think he is. Uh, but like, literally, like, I'm, I'm there and I'm like, dude, 
this is my show. Like, this is the show that I'm interested in. But yeah, Tank, if you want to come up and ask a question, do. Uh, but you, you know, Vanessa, these, these crazy two guys, we've only got two devs and they've just built loads of shit. You know, they've got contracts now with Stargaze. They've built uh, NFT marketplaces on Huahua. They already built like on Juno a casino and they built a casino on uh, uh, Chihuahua Chain as well. Uh, White Whale Ride Program. I mean, the Rack Corporation, as tanks being called on them, as they are, has been exploding, <laughs> Vanessa. Awesome. What's wrong? I, I love to see builders build. It gives me such joy. Oh, we've got two of the best shippers in there. Honestly, I'm going to have to go and find a space and uh, timestamp, yeah, because I'm good at that, right? I, I never forget anything. These will tell you I can go back to a space like eight months ago and find the perfect moment. There's something about when they launched the NFT DAO, because all of the NFTs like became a DAO. They had to build it themselves, right? Because the tech wasn't available on secret. But literally, you know, the minute the casino was like ready to launch, it was like, right, guys, it's yours. You know, we work for the company, we work for the corporation, and that's how it's continued. It's a very uh, unique. Uh, Vanessa, if you, if, you, if you haven't looked into it much, though, I would say to you, no joke, the Raccoon Supply, which is the project, Raccoon Supply, uh, but it's the corporation these days. <laughs> that's the fun. Uh, like, that's the Twitter handle, actually. Raccoon Supply, though, what, like the journey, what they've done, I actually wrote a Medium article uh, that might be worth, if you like mediums, uh, I'll, I'll actually put it up in the nest. But uh, Bruce will tell you about what, what two devs can do. And these bloated teams are embarrassing, Vanessa. Right? Come on, come on. I mean, Vanessa, you said you would talk candidly. Let's get down to business. Because thanks here. What about these absolute like bloated teams? Like we looked at Confio and we were like, oh my God, I mean, come on. Vanessa, you've been in the industry, you've worked, you know the bloat, right? What do you think about it? Well, I mean, it's it's challenging because right, you work at a place like Google and there's an abundance of resources to do things, but there's also a consequence to how you do things in terms of the number of people that you impact when you do it. So the, the smaller your audience, the earlier stage you are in tech, the easier it is to move fast. Once you reach a certain point, there's certain things that you just have to do and have to know. Um, and, and people would will be doing things that they weren't doing two years before. Whether it's, you know, I'll take an extreme example. Um, if you're in compliance for a large company, you want to make sure the EU doesn't see you. Most small companies, the EU isn't looking through every single thing you do. So that's a job that you would have at a big company that just wouldn't exist at a small company. Um, so I think we also need to be be careful about um, at sort of decrying large teams because sometimes people are doing things. Now, I will also say most of Web3 could be benefit from a small group of folks, engineers, designers, product people, maybe a marketer, and can run really fast. You look at what Kajero's done. You've mentioned some examples. Like there's just a few folks on the end side. And they're out launching everyone. And how is that happening? Uh, so it's a great question. And they're not they're not even together. They're not even together. Like some like some of these teams are spread out like all over the world, right? That's the beauty of it. Like it's just crazy. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I just wanted to pay respect, my friend Tank. I thought he might have come up and uh, had a question, but I, I thought the bloat one might be uh, interesting because Tank often uses this like a uh, phrase, uh, Vanessa, right? He says that there's been like this uh, social and financial uh, attack, like on on the hub on on the general IBC, like 
for a long, long time, and like nobody's been seeing it. So you, you know what I mean about how the, the ICOs happened in 2018, and then the move to the airdrop system. So the good, I mean, and then Juno, Juno, and Vanessa might be the culmination of all of that, like trying to avoid things because they they vested theirs, but they had it staked vested, right? So they were able to absolutely dump like the market to death, right? They were able to nuke it. That's the problem in it. Yeah, I, I like to refer to it as people pillaging the Cosmos Hub treasury because uh, that's what happens. <laughs> some of these proposals, um, I, I don't know why we're using Cosmos Hub as the social good fund. Uh, it should be about the ecosystem and about growing the ecosystem. Um, so it just, it just feels like they're somewhat disingenuous uses of it. Uh, did you see, thing, Vanessa, did you see when Loop got 1.5 million of Juno? Did you see that or not? You know, loop. Oh my uh, god! I mean, there's lots of things like that, right? <laughs> which which maybe shouldn't be happening. <laughs> that was the most delicate response I've ever heard in my life. Anyway, get off that conversation. Everyone's still got PTSD, I think, for that. Oh my! I tell you what, though, it's it was actually it's it's been lovely to see the Luna projects that have come over. That have like integrated, made friends. Like, like it's been like quite really endearing and everything. You know, it really has. We've made a lot of friends recently. Yeah, I think there's like I, I was referring to earlier this this camaraderie of going into battle together and getting beaten down, and it changes you. And I think it humbles you as well and makes you realize what's what's more important. Um, yeah. So no, it's great that there's lots of people out there who are similar. I, all the Luna folks I've spoken to who've come over to Cosmos have been just fantastic. We we try not to talk about Luna too much because uh, B-Band still remembers Lavana, don't you, darling? It's like mentioning Voldemort, right? No, oh. you don't want to respond on that, man. Oh, sent me down the river. Oh, my goodness. Sent me down the river. Uh, Brucey, come on, before we wrap up, because this has been amazing. Finn said, you know, if you, if you keep it, like, decent time-wise... Oh, Look who's entered the room. Vanessa, uh, I don't know if you like say say the room, if, you, if, you, if you're busy, but this guy's just dropped in called uh, Ambido, and he's basically our, uh, well, I say our, he's not, he's just like the independent uh, dude that just likes to like do some uh, artwork for Rack FM, right? And literally, oh, is he, he, oh he's getting rugged again. Oh, I, whenever he comes in the room, though, because he'll not come up and speak, you know, he's a bit shy. Uh, it's just artwork. Uh, Vanessa is is exemplary. Like I say, uh, this weekend, you know, this weekend we've just dropped uh, an original uh, rap from our rapper, which is Finn, who you spoke to earlier. Uh, he did a rap with some sampling with Jay Cartnell. I think you caught it, yeah. We've just done that, right? Uh, but he created the artwork for it. He's created so many pieces. I mean, Bruce, what's the artwork been like? It's ridiculous, isn't it? This little team, like this little gang. Absolutely amazing artwork, man. He has his own style. It's very unique. And it's become fairly popular, I would say, in the ecosystem. So, yeah, we're just basically waiting for some big company. It's going to snack him up. And, of course, we're going to applaud it when it when it happens. But, yeah, he's, he's, he's a talent. He's a gem. Absolutely. He just brings that extra edge to our production. Inc incubators everybody in crypto can be an incubator in one way or another well whatever it is like like you know our bands is talking about like going to like non-crypto people loan having that like seed phrase right 
think about it like you know a 10 year old 12 year old kid or something and getting hold of a seed phrase like this secret password that you've got to like really keep take care of and blah 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 right and then you're going to be able to have that and build something until you're like old enough to be able to understand money and how stuff works, right? But you're able to experiment with this in this little world that means nothing, essentially. Does that make sense? It's like one thirty. I have to check, you know. Oh, sorry, was the question for me? Ah. Oh, no, no, no. I was just replying to Bruce. Oh, sorry, I was just replying to Bruce. About the, uh... <laughs> hey, guys, I'm going to oh. step down. I have um, my kids just got home. But um, bye, guys. And it was a pleasure meeting you, Vanessa. Goodbye. Yeah, bye. It's good to meet you as well. Bevans, I was getting wrong See up through there. Oh, it's just gone. Uh, yeah, Vanessa, we're going to uh, close it down. It's a shame as well, because if Dow had been in earlier, uh, I've got no doubt he would have loved to have come up and asked some questions about some things, because this guy's a gigabrain. But listen, Vanessa, I want to say this. Uh, you know, it's, I, I said about the circuit yesterday, uh, it's quite difficult to actually get like like normal people on. Right, you get all of this pretense and all this corporate BS, right? You know exactly what I'm talking about, right? Yes. Uh, it's really like frustrating at times when people are like, oh, well, can we pre screen you? Can we do this, right? And it's just like, can we not just have like a conversation? I mean, we don't bite. It's like, we're just going to have a bit of crack. We're a mixed like group from around the world. You know, we're all being involved in like building something one way or another in a positive manner. Like, just come and speak to us, you know? So, have you enjoyed yourself, uh, Vanessa? Have you had a good time? Yeah, it's been great. I've really enjoyed myself. Thank you for having me on and for all the different interesting, thought-provoking questions. Um, yeah, I've had a good time. Oh, you've been a cracking guest. Honestly, darling, I couldn't tell you. I'm telling you. It, Bruce, your woman's golden, no? Golden, oh, absolutely. Right? Oh. Absolutely. Savage. Tell you, savage. Savage and just so much depth, right? You can you can hear she knows what she's talking about. I don't know if you have time for like one last question, a closing oh. question. Come on, then. Wind it down, Brucey. Go. Uh, I wasn't asking you. I was asking Vanessa. <laughs> <laughs> yes, no, go, go ahead. I'm, I'm happy to oh, chat. Awesome. Thank you. So I was just wondering if you would mind to share just one, maybe if it could be the most in interesting or, or surprising insight you have gained throughout your Web3 career. Ah, uh, my Web3 career. I mean, I've got a lot of insights, but I don't know if they would be surprising. <laughs> Could also be Maybe. interesting. It doesn't have to be in your Web3 career. Yeah, so something I was actually just thinking about uh, the other day, because I work a little bit differently, I think maybe than many people in, in tech, is it dawned on me that most people are not working for users or for the business or for um, you know anything outside of themselves in their own career. And it's a little bit shocking for me to look back on my, you know, couple decades experience and see how the people who got ahead were the people who prioritized their own selfish interests. And I'm sorry, I don't mean that come across in, in a way that's uh, judgmental or condemnation, just more as a realization for me of like, oh, I've been so wrapped up in how do I build the best product and how do I make users happy or how do I do a thing for the business? And I've almost been neglecting kind of my, myself. And, and, I, and I realized that had I done it slightly differently or balanced it more between self-interest and interest of the, the end users, uh, that maybe I could have had different successes and been in different places. And that was a, it's, it's actually a fairly recent realization kind of dawning on me as I'm looking back. And let's say I point to that. That's something that's surprising because I hadn't expected it to work out like that. Thank you for that. 
I do think we have a society that rewards selfish and maybe this is maybe a bit extreme phrasing, but narcissistic behavior, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, especially you look at all, all the influencer type things, you know, on TikTok and wherever. It's basically about you and about people following you and about becoming your own celebrity. I don't know how many times I've seen people in the street standing like in the middle of the street blocking traffic so they could get a really good selfie. I've seen it so many times and it's rewarded by likes and what whatnot on the profiles, right? It's, Whatever. That yeah, that's an old. It is very yeah. crazy. I agree. But again, also to balance that, a lot of these people who put some of their self-interest first, in particular in you know big tech type companies, are able to have impact that's very large and to ultimately create things that bring a lot of people joy or uh, productivity on their job. So it's it's not just bad to be self-interested. Um, yeah, just uh, it, it's a different characteristic. Yeah, sometimes I wonder how the world will look or how our society or maybe just how our corporate world would look if we had another reward structure that maybe rewarded some different values. Uh, I struggle yeah. with that because I, I think, um, you know, Adam Smith's invisible hand, largely when left unimpeded, has done a decent job of, you know, lifting people out of poverty and, and giving people opportunities. And every time we've tried to kind of manage that and centralize it and create uh, quote unquote better incentives, there seems to be some unintended side effects that that hinder the the goal that we're striving for. And what is that goal? Well, if the, if the goal is to you know have a um, a more fair um, society with uh, opportunities more equally distributed, um, sometimes trying to force that through various different methods uh, backfires. And, you know, you can look at extreme cases, not to get political, but if you, if you look at sort of communism versus capitalism, for all the flaws that we have here, um, there are worse flaws that you could have. Um, and uh, it's resulted in things like starvation for people. And so it's just, just really, really hard to say humans can apply a system that creates incentives that are different from the native incentive that every human has for their own self-interest and have it succeed. I, I guess I haven't seen a system like that. I think well, man, I might be Bruce, very naive. Bruce, Bruce yeah. have we told have we told you have we told you before though not to have like mushrooms like live on the specials? Didn't we say <laughs> keep? Didn't we say? <laughs> oh Vanessa, this was like so funny. Uh, last week we were on the white whale call uh, because they announced like the racks on uh, on the ride program as the first partner on the ride program, and then they were like, right, come on guys, come up. And then Bruce started telling this story about this like raccoon going to work or something and walking down a little thing. And then from nowhere, I was just like, Bruce, what have I told you about not taking mushrooms on, on the live show? And literally the entire room broke down. I was getting DMs from everybody saying like, Robo, come on, like legit. Like, you know, Vanessa, what's missing sometimes I think in this game is laughter. We don't have enough laughter, you know, we... We stress and we have turmoil over all the serious things. And I, and I, I, use, I know you're around like really serious high-level conversations and I'm listening to every single word. But also I'm thinking to myself, do you know something? I wish just people would just in this world would just like laugh more sometimes, you know, and cuddle more and be more happier. Like, you know, what's wrong with laughing? That would solve everyone's problems, right? 
I would definitely go far away to it. And I want to give you know Bruce some credit, right? We're here in the, the crypto ecosystem. And probably for the first time in history, we have the ability to try all these different economic systems and apply different social values and see how it works out. Uh, and so we're, we're kind of in the, the petri dish of exper experimentation. And some of these really large questions, like we get to play with. And like, what if it was different? Or what if we could change incentive structures? Um, and yeah, if we could laugh while we're doing that, that'd be even better. I, I think therefore I am. I think therefore I am. Uh, Bruce is a classic. That's why he got promoted like double quick and we had to vote two people off the deal and get Bruce on and Brasco, uh, our GIF, GIF artist and our uh, graphic designer. It was like literally it was a, it was a very, very uh, cutthroat quick decision, but it was like the best decision uh, I know I could have made in that position. Uh, Vanessa, honest to God, you've been an absolute darling and I, I kind of begin to tell you it's like literally I'm like thinking this is like in like in me top three, but like which where does it go like this? Like we don't have these kind of shows that often, but when we do, they are epic. And yeah, tonight was really epic. So from the bottom of all the stinky raccoons, well, stinky blinders, you know, after the peaky blinders, like, you know, the peaky blinders, we call ourselves the stinky blinders. We've got loads of memes and stuff, right? We're, we're proper jokers, but we, we do have a catchphrase, don't we, Bruce? We don't leave any man or woman behind. That's our simple catchphrase, right? From day one, yeah? Always uh, all right but vanessa honestly you've been an absolute classic guest tonight and please come on the uh, anonymity summit and i think that'll be a really brilliant uh yeah brilliant place for you to come and speak awesome well thank you everyone for being so welcoming uh, as i mentioned i had a great time and uh, yeah hopefully i'll get to bounce into another space at some point thank no you so problem. much for coming vanessa such a pleasure talking with you yeah, and don't forget, Vanessa, Rack FM, if you're on those long plane journeys or anything or road journeys and you're bummed out, just get Rack FM on Spotify. Literally, just put Rack FM in on any of the channels. You'll find it all over uh, rackfm.org on the browser. Uh, Imaginethesmell.org. You can find us on there. Like, literally, uh, you'll find some cool music on there as well. But yeah, Vanessa, thank you very much and uh, take care. Bye-bye. Cheers, everyone. Cheers. Wow. That was just unbelievable, that. That was amazing. That's a, one of those where I'm telling you, if you only came in and caught a little bit of the conversation, this is the replay at the catch. Like, that's top three with uh, Dead Right uh, and Jacob. And probably, like, if you're going to, like, if you, I, I don't know, I'm torn because the mall EMA was an absolute classic. Look how many people left the room there when she did. <laughs> uh, the mall EMA was an absolute that's one of my favorite interviews of all time, even from an outsider perspective, honestly. Like, you know which one I mean, Bruce, the big one? Yeah, the uh, first one, right? Yeah, I, I think it's the second show. If you just scroll all, all the way down the bottom on Twitter. Uh, on yeah, Twitter, but that was, the first, that was the first interview with model like Eva where he really... Uh, no, no, no. Like, no, no, that was the big one, though. Like, I hadn't... Like, okay, we'd only ever done the normal... Shoebox and Robo one, right? Yeah. We'd only like the the the, the show that we were doing like kind of like you know before like I only kicked off in November. The EMA was where I called it and just said, like, right, I'm gonna have nobody up for like 45 minutes, ask them everything, and then ask all the listeners to like take all the notes and then come up and ask the questions, which is exactly what happened. Uh but I went through how many topics like about eight or nine topics, like audits. I went through everything, man, right? Uh, even some controversial stuff.
But that, like, I'm, I'm re- it's really difficult for me to take that out of, like, me top three, that one, right? And then the Dead Right Dove Jacob one that hit, like, the three and a half K, that's a no-brainer, isn't it? That was just so good to listen to. Oh, man, I'm going to have to go back and listen like three or four times, really, to get, like, the proper Giga Brain Alpha, like, so good. Told you I could pull it off, dude, you know? What a scoop. What a Absolutely. scoop. Absolutely. All right. So Finn's going to come in uh, right now, guys, at the end of the recording, because I'm leaving him an Easter egg. And he's going to like leave, leave some like kind of really nice words. And he's going to be like, oh, <laughs> I see you guys. I got it back on track like after uh, last week, you know. Uh, Finn, we do what we do, bro. We roll how we roll. I said I would get this interview. I said we would nail it. You know, Robo promised delivered yet again. Just wait for that anonymity summit. Tonight was a rare precursor to that, you see. Right. When is that summit? Is it scheduled yet? No. So I tell you what, get out there because, I mean, we have got some uh, Manera alpha, alpha tonight. She might be able to get somebody from the community if we reach out, you know, tomorrow and say thanks very much for the space. Like, you know, is there anyone you can put us in touch with? Uh, I've got, hopefully, dear lined up secrets. We've got a few from Secret. Uh, but also, I want to see if I can get someone like from Zcash or someone else who might be connected to, like, say, like a DeFi Dex or something. It's like side shift. And who might want to talk about, like, privacy from that uh, side of the fence. Does that make sense? Oh, look yeah. who's coming, Joe. Oh, Joe, right. Joe's coming to spoil it. If Joe comes in, guys, and puts loads of scat in our nest to ruin this space, I'm telling you now, me and him are finished. If he comes in the room and he's eating a massive sandwich, I'm game as a badger. <laughs> Oh, bro, I had the nastiest. Oh, he got rocked. I had the nastiest sandwich in the start of this space. So I just fried up like 300 grams of minced meat, right? A lot of butter, a lot of pepper. And then just a big ciabatta bread. And then just cheese and butter. And some creme fraiche. It's beautiful. Did you get rocked? Yeah, he did. No, I'm still here. I'm still here. I was talking to you. I did. I thought I was. I thought I was. I was just DMing Joe to say where have you got. I, I, sorry, I've just DMed Joe as oh, secret invite in case you got rugged. Did you say? What did you say there? Creme fraiche or what? What was that? Creme fraiche, you mean, huh? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> do you know? Do you know? Do you know what the creme fraiche is called when it's uh, when it's getting old? Oh, come on, bro. Creme not so fresh. <laughs> Oh, Joe said he's getting rugged. Joe said he's getting rugged. Uh, Vanessa has emailed... Uh, emailed. We sound like a corporation, don't we? Sound like, <laughs> right, like, yeah. yeah. Like, I'm getting Vanessa business has mode. contacted my yeah. secretary. I'm, like, business mode. Uh, yeah, she's just stopped the DM to say, like, thanks for having me on. I had a great time. Smiley face, like, how cool. Oh, I'm so, like... Kind of wait, and then it's time for my bed because it's like really late. See, I'm gonna wake up tomorrow and listen. I'm gonna wake up. No, I'm going dude. I'm gonna wake up. You know, the first thing I'm gonna do with my life tomorrow is listen back to the replay. I'm not missing this way. See, people don't understand that when you're hosting, like it's really difficult to catch like all the alpha. Like people don't understand that we're asking. Oh yeah, you're you're, li- like, you're listening. You're listening. Oh. 
different perspective, right? With the yeah. different intention. You're listening to create content, to find the nuggets, not to put Absorb it in some it. perspective. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah, a not, different way to have a conversation. Yeah, you're not storing it, you're using it. It's not Bitcoin, it's yeah. Ethereum. It's not Bitcoin, it's Ethereum. <laughs> Isn't it? Think about yeah, it. it is. Yeah, yeah, but it's like, Oh, so you have, bro, man, where, bro, you have like, to where you have to also control. Look at the spaces. Who's coming in? Who's coming out? You need to give shout outs, and then you need to be on a tablet looking at like, like you need to be looking and saying, okay, I'm on my proper profile. So what's happening over there? Blah blah. Like you kind of be an idiot, and that's the thing about uh, laptops. The minute I get a laptop, I start to struggle. Me like, dude, phones and tablets I can run a space for like hours. Thirty five, in fact. As gains, we did it. No, like a computer, you jump on there. Do people thinking. still use? Do people still use emulators? Well, I joined them. We're using it the other night. Uh, Blue stacks. Uh, loads of people do, but uh, do do you know something though? I'm not being funny when I'm on a space. I, I'm in the house. I, I mean, I do sometimes I'm on a space and I go out the shop and that. I don't want to be stuck on a computer on a space. Like like even when you get the full like app, unless I'm going to be there's some video function. I'm not going to be there. Well, it's Obviously, nice to be able to go to the toilet and stuff like that. <laughs> around. Oh, just eat, eating, eating and walking around naked and swimming up canals. Ex- and, uh, exactly, you know what it is. Yep, right. Let's uh, end this, dude, before it goes on too lit. It's uh, time. Finn's going to be like, yes, they said they were ending it five minutes ago. Well, now we are, buddy. If you haven't been listening to the Spotify intros and outros from Finn, I suggest you do. He's been leaving little Easter eggs everywhere that will make you laugh your head off. I'm not kidding you. Some shit is not. I mean, if you haven't listened to the Gelotto interview, just go and listen to the entire Gelotto interview and tell me you're not laughing, right? Right, let's wind so, it down, Bruce. It's good, let's wind it down. Yeah, Robo, you better fucking go sweep that raccoon floor. I did yeah. my part. Right, take care, bros. Take care. I love you, Lords. Thanks for coming in, Brucey, tonight. You're a star. Superstar. I lo- love you too, Rack Rack Robo Head Raccoon. Dude, you should have put a straw in that. I need to speak to him to get a straw put in. <laughs> so a straw? Like, oh, in, in the his head? head. In his head, so it looks like I'm drinking out a little rack coconut head or something, like a cocktail. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> anyway, end the conversation on that note. Bye-bye, lad. Finn, you're up soon with your outroll. Bye-bye. Imagine the fucking smell, guys. There's this principle in like Taoism. There's this principle in like Taoism where it's like the more you fight something, the more like the opposite of what you want, like just inevitably it kind of starts to happen. There's this principle in like Taoism. Taoism, where it's like the more you fight something, the more like the opposite of what you want. Inevitably, it kind of starts to happen. Chirping on the bird app, listening to nerds flap, wondering why the fuck my timeline's so cursed. It's like everybody's holding heavy bags in Web3. That's why they can't fly, they just drowning in the bird bath, fishing for some dry powder. Watch how we ignite the tower, blowing up the bank accounts, forgetting how to fight the power. Y'all don't even realize how deep this shit goes. They preach an open sauce, but don't listen to the code and now it's mutiny community uprise there's 
no more humility, futility, plus size. Motherfuckers leaking from the wrench down to the bare metal. Which side the line you bleeding out on when the dust settles? Motherfucking west side shit, needle and noose. Sticking with my armory, Yam, Beto, and Bruce. Repping psychedelic artistry, believing the truth. Like these motherfuckers even need a reason to sue? GM fam. Really? Is it really worth all the fighting? Is it really worth all the drama? And the answer, I think, is a weird no. We started using Zoom, now we finna zoom out Teaching all these plebidites what this game's really all about Little baby bitches when they choose to have fits All you're left with is kibble when you lose all them bits And that kibble's just sawdust, this shit is all rust Not a great look, you're what we call all nuts And I for one did not see that coming Cracking open books, yo, that's a lot of money Meanwhile over here rewiring features More critical thinking, less knee jerk More evolution, less shit coin Preachers pretending to be teachers Y'all just predatory leeches I mean please, just look at the track record A bunch of VC rap fucks Sucking up the cheddar, the recipe is two steps Rinse and repeat, now we all in your butts And we bring in receipts GM fam, have a seat If you're listening to this, my, my plea to you would be like don't have, don't, don't have to take a side on it Just say like, is it really, is it really worth this war of attrition? It might cost us a lot more than what can be gained by like fighting this to the better end. And sometimes it's better to just like move on. Thank you for the kind words, Mr. Jake Hartnell, as always. Uh, I don't know what's happened to Bruce, my co-host. He seems to have uh, got rugged. Uh, just caught the back end of the round. So let's, oh, oh, I don't see she's getting rugged. No way, Bruce, are you getting rugged or what? Okay, it looks like... Uh, Vanessa might be getting rugged slightly, I think. Let's see. Okay, Vanessa, uh, let me jump out and back in. Okay, one second. Hey, Bruce, man, what happened there? Looks like there was a rug going on, yeah? Oh, crazy rug. I couldn't unmute my microphone now. Can you hear me? Yeah, but you've gone so quiet, dude. That's it happened again. There, look, I've got virtually zero sound again. Uh, so it looked, I think, like uh, Vanessa might have been getting rugged as well. Ah, she's back, yeah. Uh, Vanessa, yeah, there can be some problems. Ah, okay, we have you in the room, I believe, yeah? Did that accept? Two spaces.